right. Well, good morning. Uh, pray everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Everybody's, some people are still on the road and heading back this way uh, today. And got, I, I was surprised we didn't have some students here this morning. I was thinking everybody would be back on their way back, but I guess some have come back early. So we thank welcome you guys back. Um, it was really interesting a couple of weeks ago. Um, it was right right before the election. Uh, you know, we just started talking about kind of this series that we've been on relationships. We've been on we were on it for quite a while, and kind of started thinking about what what's next. Like what like what are we going into next? And and so as we were thinking and praying, really the Lord probably for several months, uh, God's presence has been on our heart to start speaking about. And so that's coming up. Of course, you know we got a great. Uh, season coming up where we're celebrating Emmanuel, uh, a God that is what? With us, right? His presence. I mean, the very act of uh, the, birth, the, the birth story of Christ was, was the very fact that he wanted to be with us, his presence. And so we'll be speaking about that. And, but several weeks ago when, I, when we were talking about it, all of a sudden, you know, we started said Thanksgiving. You know, what, you know, you usually start, you either talk about Thanksgiving the week, usually the week before or the week of, and um, all of a sudden the Lord just, man, quickened to my spirit, you know, that, that verse, and we'll look at it here in just a second, but, you know, we enter his, into his gates with what? Thanksgiving, and it's on your thing, I think, or on your bulletin. Enter his courts with what? Praise. Gates and courts coming into what? His presence. And so there's a reality that... Um, God wants to, to bring us into his presence and, and into the fullness of who he is. And, um, and one of the ways that, and I think some of it's a lost art, it's a lost sacrifice, is, is Thanksgiving. You know, we celebrate it as kind of one, one day out of the year. It's really, and we'll look at it in just a few minutes, it, it really, for, for the presence of God, for the, uh, the people before the Ark of the Covenant, it was every day of the year, continually. Day by day, minute by minute, hour by hour, they were giving thanks before the Lord. And so we're going to look at that today. I'm just going to draw you to a place of something that you already know, but something that I feel like God wants to bring us back into a spiritual di- discipline, spiritual sacrifices of thanksgiving. And it was interesting. I, I just practiced it. I was like, all right, Lord, well, if I'm going to speak about this, maybe I should try it for a few weeks. And it was amazing. Like every every day, just getting up, it, the first thing on my lips, Thanksgiving. God, thank you for today. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your loving kindness. And it was amazing. Every day, I was immediately changed, like immediately uh, taken to the presence of God. And so we're going to look at that today. And um, so let's just go into it. Um, I, think, you know, I think we have a PowerPoint. My PowerPoint's been going crazy every time i bring it in it's it does what uh tom burby he had his class and every time he'd bring his powerpoint in it cut off half of it well mine was almost none of it was there so 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 i had to pull all of it back in but we're gonna we're gonna go with it but thanksgiving and, and i felt like a guy was saying it's a gateway gateway uh to his kingdom the thanksgiving is gateway to different aspects of who is it who he is and his kingdom um so let's just start off with this Psalm 101 through 5. I even tag it a psalm for Thanksgiving. 
But it says, shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful singing. Know that the Lord himself is God. It is he who has made us, and we not ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. And then verse 4. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, enter in his courts with praise, and give thanks to him, bless his name, for the Lord is good, his loving kindness is everlasting, his faithfulness is to all generations. Is there any, there doesn't seem to be any like doubt in those scriptures, is there? And so I was trying to think of, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a prop guy every once in a while, and so I was trying to think, I was like, gates, you know, and I started actually studying some of the gates but it was it got way too big i was like there's no way i'm sharing that on a sunday morning there's like but it's really neat if you go back and study the gates of jerusalem you know the, the jerusalem had you know this wall around it had gates and it had like 12 i think 11 12 gates and uh you know they had you know all sorts of gates and it was really interesting i think every one of them had just an aspect of how you draw into his kingdom into his court into his praise so I was like, I was thinking of bringing a gate, and I was like, well, maybe I should go. I was going to go to Lowe's and just go buy one and then return it after I got done with the prop. But, but then I was sitting there splitting wood, and I found, and it was awesome. I was the 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 thing between me and my uh, the the uh, fence line between me and my neighbor. I looked at it, and I was like, hey, there's a gate, and that's an oldie goldie too. That's, that's old school right there. But I felt like the Lord said, bring it. And, and so I went over, and it was actually undone already. didn't even have to take it off the hinges or nothing. I'm just hoping that my neighbor doesn't figure out that I took it before <laughs> I get it back to the... I haven't figured out whose who's fence line it is. It's like, you know, it's just been there, and I never asked. So I'm hoping it's my side, because if not, I, mean, I might be in trouble. But I felt like the Lord was saying, even with this... Thanksgiving in, in its court. So pretend you guys are in the presence of God. You know, you guys are the, the temple, the court of, of God. And just felt like this has kind of been the position a lot of us have been at. Kind of like, man, it, I mean, it looks good. Kind of looks good in there. I mean, I'd, I'd like to go. I mean, I'm kind of standing. Because I, I feel like the Lord said, I can shout joyfully to the Lord. I can serve the Lord with gladness. I can come before Him with joyful singing, and still not be in His in, into His gates and His presence. And the Lord said, "There's there's one there's an access point that you can take, and it works almost it works every time, and that's Thanksgiving. That you can actually come into the gates, come through the gate." I just felt like the Lord wanted. To, there, there's a declaration in the Spirit that God wants us to come in. That we don't have to stand on the other side of that gate anymore. And one of the ways we're going to do it is Thanksgiving. And we're going to look through that in that place because, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I'm not always in a position I really want to give things. I was, actually, it was hilarious. The, almost the time that I got the word by, from those two weeks, I, there wasn't really much of an opportunity that I really wanted to give things. I mean, I went through the election and some of my candidates didn't quite get elected, and I wasn't too happy. Is that good politically correct? Is that you didn't figure out who I voted for, right? So I mean, some of them got in, some of them didn't. So there you go. But there was a place that I got up in the morning. That next morning, I had to give thanks. 
I said, God, I give thanks to you. I give thanks to you because you are on the throne, that you are king, that you are so, sovereign king over our, our, our nation, just blessing the God over our nation. And, and, and whatever, and, you know, some of the decisions that were made, I'm like, oh, my, you know, Rick spoke about that the, the next Sunday. You know, just some of the things that our country has allowed into the, you know, into the gates of our country. It was, it was pretty hard. But I had to get up. I mean, I went to the uh, Florida State game and, you know, sat out in, the, sat out in that game. And it was, man, we, we won the game. It was kind of like, the, I, was, I tell people, it was like the 2000 election. You know, somebody won the popular vote but didn't win the electoral. That's the most important. It's like we won the game, but we didn't win the most important, and that's the points on the board. <laughs> so I had to, you know what? I had to give thanks. You know, there was there was opportunities that Lee and I weren't doing so hot. You know, we weren't, you know, jiving. But I had to give thanks. And it was just amazing. And and there was two or three other things. I was trying to think. Of, I thought of one this morning. I was trying. To, there was like five or four or five, six things that just I had to press through to give thanks, even in the midst of not wanting to. Not, not wanting to. Let's keep going. Just look at this. Look at these in relationship to His presence. Oh, come, let us sing for joy to the Lord in Psalm 95. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before His presence with what? Thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully, joyfully to Him with psalms. Verse 3, For the Lord is great... Sorry. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods in whose hand are the depths of the earth. I love that. The peaks of the mountain are his also. The sea is his, for it is he who made it. His hands form the dry land. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture. I love that almost all these in relation to Thanksgiving are declaration. And we'll, just, we'll see that in here in just a second as well. Just an opportunity to declare who God is. An opportunity to declare His life in us. Uh, in Psalm one forty thirteen, surely the righteous will give thanks to Your name; the upright will dwell in Your presence. You know, there's a place where Thanksgiving draws us in to a place of God's presence. How many of us want God's presence? Anybody? <laughs> I better see your hand. You know, we want we want God's presence. So guess what? It's an opportunity. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is an opportunity just to draw into who He is, draw into His presence, even in the midst of when things aren't really going your way or going going the right way. And it's even a better opportunity when things are going your way, you know, to give thanks to God who is walking with you in that. All right? So that that's the first one. Thanksgiving is a gateway to His presence, that I can come in. Now, I don't have to stand on the outer, that outer core, that, you know, I don't have to stand there anymore. I can come in with thanksgiving. And then, and then I really believe the Lord, Lord, at some point we're going to teach on just how praise and worship really takes us into that next level of just into intimacy with God and, and, and that place. But thanksgiving is such a foundation of a spiritual... I really, it had to become a spiritual discipline for me because it's amazing. I realize how, I, how much I don't give thanks. I mean, it's not that I don't think about it, or, I mean, it's not that I'm an ungrateful person. It's just amazing how much of a spiritual discipline it took to really give thanks, to actually say the, say the words, declare those words, and, to, and speak it forth. I just realized I don't really do that on a daily basis like I want to or need to or 
or can. And so that's the first thing. I want to be in His presence. Thanksgiving is an awesome opportunity. Look at this one. Thanksgiving is a gateway to God's divine order. This was a really interesting one. Um, if you look in this, this first one about First Chronicles 16, 1 and following, this is the story about, you remember in the Old Testament, you know, the ark got moved to the, I think it was the Philistines for a while. And then David finally went back and got it. And they brought, the, and of course the ark represents what? Presence of God, right? And so they bring the, the ark back into, uh, and they, make, they set up the tent of meeting, and they bring the ark back into it, okay? And it's amazing. What's the first, let's see what the first thing that they do with the ark of the covenant. When, he, when it comes back in, all right? They brought in the ark of God, placed it inside the tent, which David had pitched for it. They offered burnt offerings, peace offerings before God. When David had finished offering the burnt offering and peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord. He distributed to every one of Israel, both man and woman, every loaf of bread, portion of meat, raisin cake. That's good. I mean, meat, bread, a little dessert, you know, everybody got that. But look at this. He appointed some of the Levites as ministers before the ark of the Lord even to celebrate and to thank and praise what? The Lord God of Israel. I'm not going to read through all those names because I will butcher them to death. But look, Asaph the chief and then all these guys, they, continue, they were continually before the Ark of the Covenant. They were continually before it. Now what, all right, so look, look at the next one. What did Asaph do? Then on, the, on that day, David first assigned Asaph and his relatives to do what? First assignment for the, the Ark of the Covenant was what? To give thanks to God. I mean, that was before anything else. When they brought the Ark of the Covenant in, the first assignment was, Asaph, you're going to sit here continually. I mean, I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't, I'm not sure. I think, I, get, I think sometimes we get bored with ourselves, and we get bored sitting there, all right, God, <laughs> how much more can I give thanks to? But uh, there was a reality that they continually... You know, night and day, just got before God and gave thanks to Him. And I love this. And I get, I, I, if you have a chance, go read through this whole Psalm of Thanksgiving. It is, it's powerful. I, I, I mean, it was like 40 scriptures, and I couldn't put them all in here to get it all in. But it's, I love this. So give thanks to the Lord. Call upon His name. Make known His deeds among the people. Sing to Him. Sing praises to Him. Speak of all His wonders. I mean, do you, do you realize, I mean, do you hear all the, like, action verbs in these scriptures? They're, they're, it's not a passive mindset in these things. Sing, speak, declare, you know, sing forth. Um, I love it. Um, glory in His holy name. Let the heart of those who seek the Lord be glad. And, and it goes on. You can go read the whole thing. But I pick back up in 34 on the next slide. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His loving kindness is everlasting. Then say, save us, O God of our salvation. Gather us, deliver us from the nations. Okay? Why would, why would we need delivery, deliverance? Okay? Why would we need deliverance from the nations? All right? Look at the next verse. So that me, we may what? Give thanks to your holy name. That they, they got to this place where the only reason they even needed to be delivered and saved was what? So we can give thanks and glory and honor to your name and glory in your praise. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. 
And they spoke the amen and praise God. And so there's just this place of God's divine order. It, the very first thing that they ordered, even in the, when they brought the Ark of the Covenant back in, was what? Thanksgiving. They stuck it before the Ark of the Lord day and night, night and day. Thanksgiving to God. All right? Look at these next ones. These, these are very interesting. Oh, I oops, forgot that. I had one more slide on that. So he left Asaph and his relatives there before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord to minister before the Ark continually as every day's work required. With them were those two dudes and the rest of those who were chosen who were designated by name, who were designated by name to do what? Give thanks to the Lord. Why? Because his loving kindness is everlasting. It doesn't go anywhere. In the midst of hard times, in the midst of great times, in the midst of pain, in the midst of suffering, in the midst of everything that we go through, I can find loving kindness, of, of the loving kindness of God. And then I can, because of that, I can give thanks. And I can give thanksgiving. Um, so I just, uh, that, that's just an, an encouragement. There was a, des- they were designated by name to do, to walk in. And that's, that's what we get to enter into as the people of God, as ministers and priests, which we we're, we're called to be that, that right there. I mean, he calls us in the New Testament that we are the priests. We are that of the new covenant. And we get to do it where? The temple, right? Are you the temple of God? Right? You are the temple of the Holy Spirit? That's We get to do it. We get to declare that, all right? Go on to the next one. Nehemiah, when they when they built the wall, you remember the ruins were destroyed. They built the wall, and the one the very first thing he did was set back in order the priests and the Levites. And the very first thing he did, you can go. We don't have time to go back and read through Nehemiah, but the first thing they did there was what set up these guys and who were in charge of the songs of thanksgiving. I mean, they just had declarations after declarations before God. That's the very first thing they did. And as when they built the wall and when they got it constructed, he reestablished what God had already declared. Um, he and his brothers. So go on to the next one there, too. And, and and this is interesting. Even when you go back and look at the Leviticus, which I don't necessarily recommend starting reading. If you ever start the Bible, don't don't start in Leviticus. You might not make it through. You might go, what in the world? But the reality is even even a sacrifice was set apart in relationship to thanksgiving. Um, and this is the law of the sacrifice of peace offerings, which we, he shall offer unto the Lord. If he offer it for a thanksgiving, then he shall offer it with a sacrifice of thanksgiving. Unleavened cakes mingled with oil. I don't know. I don't really understand all this, but unleavened wafers anointed with oil, cakes mingled with oil of fine flour and fried. Just got that in there for you. A little fried. There was some fried food in the Bible. Probably not a lot, but there was a little bit. But the reality was that there was a sacrifice of thanksgiving. I mean, there was even a place where they came and sacrificed uh, thanksgiving unto God. And it was their spirit, the spiritual act of worship. Because, but then you say, well, what, what does that mean in relationship to the New Testament? Because we don't really go do sacrifices anymore. We don't really follow that whole methodology of taking animals sacrificing them to burn offerings all that but i love it these two scriptures in the new testament declare that romans 12 therefore i urge you brethren by the mercies of god to present your bodies a living 
and holy sacrifice acceptable acceptable to God, which is your what? Spiritual act of worship. Did I skip one? Was there one before that? I think I must have erased a... Oh, there it is. In this Hebrews passage, through him, let us continually offer up a what? Sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips that gives what? Thanks to your name. The, a very act of praise and worship is really just giving thanks to God. Thanksgiving unto him, into his name. And there's that place uh, that we get to offer up sacrifice. And the sacrifice here is the fruit of our lips. It's, it's our heart in relationship to God. And so there is, there is New Testament sacrifices, but it, it goes to our heart. It goes to the place where you know, we don't have to go sacrifice the animals, but we get to, we get to come before God. We get a much better than that. We get to come into his gates. We get to come through the courts and be in the Holy of Holies, into his presence. And part of that, part of that, God's preparing us. to. I really believe that the Lord's going to have several words of preparation for God's presence, Emmanuel, and this is one of them. This is how I get into that, that place. Thanksgiving. Go on to the, oh, we just read that Romans, right? Mercies of God, present your bodies a living sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual act of worship. There's, there's a place of that sacrificial, sacrificial giving. So it's the divine order. Thanksgiving is a divine order of God. He said it from, in, from Leviticus to the, every time they got the, the presence and the temple of God set up, the very first thing they did was say, all right, dude, you're assigned to give thanks. That's all you're doing. You're just giving thanksgiving to God before, the, before him uh, for, uh, continually. All right? So thank, it's, it's God's divine order. Look at uh, the next one. It's, it's a gateway of declaration. In this Psalm 26, I shall wash my hands in innocence. I will go about your altar, O Lord, that I may proclaim with the voice of thanksgiving. All right? And I think we've lost this voice in, in a lot of ways. Not that I think we're ungrateful people. Don't, don't, be, don't be thinking that I'm you know, <laughs> hating on you or anything. But, man, we don't, Mitch is saying we don't ever give thanks or do anything. I think it's, it's a lifestyle that we've, we've lost. It's not that we don't do it. And it's not that we don't ever think about it. Um, I may proclaim with the voice of thanksgiving and declare all of your wonders. Oh, Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. All right? Let's see if I have anything on this. Go on to that next one. Did I have more on No. So there's just that place of declaration. I love this one in Daniel. You know, this is when Daniel, they came out with a decree, you know, you can't get... You can't give before God. You can't worship any God. You can't pray or else what? You get thrown in the lion's den. All right? And I love this statement, verse statement that he says. It says, now when Daniel knew that the document was signed, what did he do? He entered into his house. He continued kneeling on his knees three times a day, praying and doing what? Giving thanks before God. I mean, that's why, I, I mean, I love it. He, he, did, he gave thanks to the place where he was going to give his life for it. He knew it. Like, he knew that if he gave thanks to his God, he would lose his life for it. We don't even have to fear that, do we? We don't even have to fear that the lions are coming to grab us. You know, God delivered him, but the reality was he was willing to even give up his life to, to be able to give thanks unto God. Um, glory to God that we don't 
have to necessarily think about that. But there's people in this world, they give thanks to God, they're, they're done. You know? So even so much more for us, we can give thanks. Uh, give thanks unto the Lord. Uh, let's look at this Colossians passage. Um, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which you indeed were called with one body. And what? Be thankful. Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you with all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another with hymns, psalms, spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your heart. Okay? And that's, of course, you know, almost everything that we talk about in this body seems like always comes back down to what? Dealing with our heart. Right? So where's Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving is going to come from our heart. So, and we're going to see some, man, if there's some things junked up in there, you just won't be able to, the, the expression of thanksgiving won't be there. And that's where we got we got to pray and ask God for, for wisdom and how to press through those things and get freedom from those things. But uh, being able to be thankful and sing with thankfulness from my heart, that's, that's that place I've got to go. Um, even the Psalm 139 is a declaration. I will give what? Y'all heard the scripture? I will give thanks to you because why? You have made me fearfully and wonderfully made. And my what? Soul knows it very well. That's that place I got to get to. I got to, I got to know that the thankfulness is in there. It's in my soul. It's a very, it's, it's out of the depths of how I operate. I don't have to be a positive thinker. I can be a thankful person. I can be a thankful guy that can just walk in this place of, 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 of overcoming in that. But giving thanks to him. Have you gotten up and gave thanks to him that he's made you fearfully and wonderfully made? Made you good. Made you awesome. And my soul knows it. Lord, let our souls know that. All right, the fourth thing. I think, yeah, fourth thing. Um, Thanksgiving is also a gateway to honor the Lord and to honor honor others. Um, I love the Psalm 50, uh, 23. He who offers a sacrifice of thanksgiving honors me. Uh, we talked. We started out this year uh, talking about honor. You know, Rick started talking about that in relationship to honor. You know, it would be a year of honor. Well, awesome opportunity to honor the Lord is to do what? Give thanks unto His name. Thanksgiving breeds honor. All right. Thanksgiving breeds honor. And and the, I think the other thing is that Thanksgiving for other people breeds honor into a body. We talked about. Last week, he was just talking about even, you know, giving more abundant honor to those less seemingly members. You talk about all that. Well, that, there's a re- reality. I could feel it when we started. We started giving thanks. Give, did y'all feel that when we gave Thanksgiving? To I mean, we just started thanking people and honoring them. And I th- it was really a thanking God for these people. Didn't you feel the honor just rise up in the room? I felt that. I was like, man, that's just an honoring of people. It's like I said, ultimately we honor the Lord, of course, but there's a place where God wants to honor other people in that. Because look at the next one. Uh, well, yeah, go back to that last one because I want to. Then to him who orders his way, I shall show the salvation of God. Ordering your ordering your day is ordering it with thanksgiving. If you that's he started out with it. He who offers a sacrifice of thanksgiving honors me, and to him who orders his way, I will show the salvation of God. All right, go on to that next one. We ought to always give what? Thanks to God for you. 
That's, that's one another, brother, you know, brethren and sister. And, you know, that's us. Yeah. I give thanks to God for you guys. I give thanks to God for you all. I give thanks to God for the things that He walks in you and, and does through you and, and expresses in you. That's, that's awesome. It's, and God brings honor to that. And so uh, we ought to always give thanks to God for you, brethren. All right? So Thanksgiving is just a gateway. It's a gateway to bring honor. And you want to bring honor to God? You want to bring honor to a body? Give thanks to Thanksgiving to people. Uh, speak it. You know, I think it. I think one, the the big practice is going to be starting to speak it, starting to declare it, like out loud into your into your heart, into your spirit, and into other people. You know, practice that. All right. And this last one, uh, Thanksgiving is a gateway to magnify Him, not our circumstances. All right. This is a big one because I think a lot of times. This is this kind of cuts off our ability to to bring for Thanksgiving to be to to breathe <laughs> in our lives. Um, it's a gateway to magnify him. Look at look at this one in Psalm one hundred sixty nine. Says, "Save me, O God, for the waters have threatened my life. I have sunk deep." I mean, can you just get the feeling of where this guy where he's at? I can't remember if this is David or, or one of the other guys. Save me, O God, for the waters have threatened my life. I have sunk deep in the mire. There is no foothold. I have come into deep waters, and a flood overflows me. I am weary with my crying. My throat is parched. My eyes fail while I wait for my God. Ever been in that position? Yeah. Those who hate me without a cause are more than the hairs of my head. Those who would destroy sorry, those who would destroy me are more powerful being wrong being wrongfully my enemies what i did not steal i then have to restore okay so do you get the situation where he's in i even that last statement the lord spoke to me there's people in here that you identify with that last statement and it's it's called bitterness called hardness of heart because you're trying you're trying to restore something that you didn't what steal you know something got stolen you're having to receive you're having to restore it Something got broken and you're having to try to fix it. Some, something has been torn down and you're trying to build it back up. And it get, that's a bittering process when you didn't do it, like when I didn't do that. And God's saying there's a place that, that you can overcome that. Um, keep going in that next one. And this is, uh, I didn't, so what I did not have to, and if you, you can go read that one too. I just, I didn't put all these in here because there were so, such long passages, but the rest of that passage is kind of like he's just talking about how <laughs> hard, weary, you know, frustrating life is at this point. All right? And so look at this. In the verse 29, I picked it back up. But I am afflicted and in pain. May your salvation, O God, set me securely on high. I will praise the name of God with song and magnify him with thanksgiving. And it will please the Lord better than an ox or a young bull with horns and hooves. It's better than sacrifice, right? Giving thanksgiving unto God. He'd much rather see that than seeing that bull on the altar again, figuring out you know what, what we've done wrong or whatever. But being able to give thanksgiving unto God. In the midst of a hardness, I, always, I call it the uh, Pat Johnson syndrome. Because uh, it's amazing sometimes at our elders meetings, you know, you know, things sometimes can get heavy and you start talking about, you know, just, 
you know, trying to, you know, really shepherd a church and trying to figure out how God's going to do this. And, you know, this seems to be going wrong and this seems to be going wrong and this seems to be going wrong. And before too long, you can get like pretty heavy. But it's amazing. I love Pat Johnson. He's like, he'll always stop our meeting and go, wait, well, wait a second, guys. Look at what God has done. Look at what God has brought up, how far he has brought us. Like, especially like if you sat here like, you know, seven, eight years ago, you know, you know I, I even think of the physical building. I'm like, how far it's been. I mean, if you weren't here in the beginning, this place was a mess. I mean, that's just the, the reality of probably the Christian life was the reality of how this building <laughs> even got transformed. All we had was eat. It was a, it was a, uh, press the uh, printing press for a news, local newspaper at one time so when you talk about black from the very front to the very back it was nasty uh, with ink but and all these were just rooms of there was probably the uh what's the what's the the dark room was sitting about right there and uh and it, was, it was just amazing how god had just redeemed this like there's a bathroom sitting right back there. So, I mean, God has redeemed it. And so it's in, it's in that same place that, you know, all of a sudden Pat, you know, will speak those words. And we're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I got to stop trying to figure out how maybe things aren't so great and realize how great they are, how great they have been and are. And it's amazing how that it is amazing how that, that it, it turns it turns your spirit. It, your your spirit starts getting directed by the the heaviness of life, and all of a sudden this, your spirit gets directed into the thankfulness of God, in the into that provision. The provision of God is there, but I'm not re- accessing it. The provision of God is there, but I'm standing out here. You know, I'm standing on the other side of that. Instead of coming in, instead of instead of really entering in, and remember, entering in with that is what with Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's Thanksgiving, and so there's that place, and so um, magnify Him. We get an opportunity to magnify Him. How do you do that? If you want to do it, thank, do it with Thanksgiving. Thank Him. Be be abundantly in that in that direction. Be abundantly. Go on to that next one. This is interesting. Second Corinthians eight and nine. Um, this is, you know, once again, you just see these people in this dire circumstances in Macedonia. Uh, now, brethren, we wish to make known to you the grace of God, which has been given in the churches of Macedonia, that in a great ordeal of affliction. Okay, and we don't even probably understand what that little phrase even means. You know, we don't. We probably don't experience the fullness of that in the way they were experiencing it. We experience it. I'm not trying to belittle things that we go through, but in a great deal of affliction that they were being persecuted even for their faith. But I love this. In a great deal of affliction, their abundance of joy. So somehow, out of affliction, they had abundance. All right, that doesn't make sense to <laughs> to me sometimes. Out of their affliction, they had abundance of joy, and their deep poverty overflowed in the wealth of their liberality. You know, I think our natural tendency is that when we get overcome, we start what? 
I've got to pull back, pull back, pull back, you know. But all of a sudden, they, out of their affliction, they were like, hey, how, how can we give? How can we give more? How can we, how do, you know, out of their poverty, they were like, God, we just, we want to, we want to be able to give. Look at that, even the verse four. Well, verse three, for I testify that according to their ability and beyond their ability, they gave on their own accord, begging. <laughs> I mean, that'd be an awesome opportunity. You know, somebody come begging to give to you, right? <laughs> begging us with much urgency with much urging for the favor of participating in the support of the saints. And that is not as we had expected, of course. You know, who would have expected that? But they first, how did they do that? How did, out of poverty, out of affliction, how, how, out of the frustration of life, how did they do that? How did they give out of that? What? They first gave themselves to the what? Lord, and then they gave themselves to us by the will of God. Now, if, if you in that same passage that they're talking about, like I said, there's too many scriptures in between. But look at the next the next statement. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. These are the same people that he's talking about. You will be enriched in everything for all liberality, which through us is producing what? Thanksgiving to God. Out of their giving, out of their living their life outward, guess what it did? It produced thanksgiving to God. I mean, that's what I want my life. Out of, out of my life, I want to live it to where thank, the thanksgiving is going unto God. And then, and then he says in this next one, you'll be, uh, for, the ministry, for the ministry of this service is not only fully supplying the needs of the saints, but it is overflowing through what? Many thanksgivings to God. Man, I love I love those words. You know, it starts talking about out of their poverty, all of a sudden now it fully supplied. Out of poverty, their poverty, it fully supplied the needs of the saints. And it not only fully supplied it, it did what? Overflowed you know, to a place where God was... God, all the thanksgiving was going on to God. I mean, it was just, it was just a drastic, dra- you know, drastic reality that they couldn't get past. Poverty went to liberality. You know, it overflowed into what God was doing, and so that was it. Was an awesome opportunity for uh, God to be glorified in that. Um, look at this next one. You ever you remember the uh, scripture? Um, this is a. Jehoshaphat in Second Chronicles. Remember their situation? Their situation that, you know, we'll read about it. Now it came about after that, the sons of Moab and the sons of Ammon, together with some of the Menuhites, came to make war against Jehoshaphat. They came and reported to Jehoshaphat saying, what? A great multitude has come before you. And they come against you from beyond the sea, out of Aram. And behold, they are in that place. I always love that. That is in that place. I'm not, I, can't, I can't even pronounce either one. Um, Jehoshaphat was afraid and turned his attention to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judea. Judea. Judah. What am I saying? Judah. So there's a reality that, can you get the scene? A great multitude beyond all that they can think. They're not going to overcome it. It's going to destroy them. Basically, that's what they're saying. 
it's coming up against you. And so what, what does he do? He turns his attention to seek the Lord. Now, if you know the rest of the story, which, like I said, I mean, any of these you could have probably preached on a whole sermon, but the reality is, is that, you know, the, the rest of that, they sought the Lord, they proclaimed a fast, they got, they got the orders from the Lord. Well, what was the orders from the Lord? Did it, did it make much sense? What, what did they have to do? They set the what? Singers out in front. <laughs> it's like you, you warriors take, you know, with the big, big weapons and big armor, you take, you take behind. But I'm gonna set these praisers up front. Okay. Now, what were the, what would, did they say? Did it ever say what they sang about? I didn't know. I didn't realize what they sang about. But I guess I bet you can guess. I hope you can guess from <laughs> from the message what they did. Let's go to the next phrase. So this is all. When he had consulted with the people, he pointed those who sang to the Lord. And those who praised him in holy attire, as they went out before the army, what were they singing? Give thanks to the Lord, for his loving kindness is everlasting. Wow. That's what they sang about. And what? God set ambushes and destroyed the enemy. Hmm. Maybe that would work in our everyday life. Maybe if we sat out in front of our spirit, out in front of us before the great multitude overwhelms us, if we set out in front of us this army of thanksgiving, this army of praising and worshiping and thanksgiving, maybe the Lord would ambush a bunch of junk for us. That's what I'm praying hoping. and hoping. And I've felt it. I mean, I've done Like I said, I've tried to practice this as, kind of as a spiritual discipline every morning, every day, like every chance I get. All right, God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And sometimes I feel like I'm just repeating myself, but the reality is it, it draws my spirit in. And, it, and I really believe it's, it, it starts overcoming. Um, but that's what he said. Give thanks to the Lord. His loving kindness is everlasting. That's, you know what? And I, and I, you, know, you always hear Rick speaking these verses about loving kindness, but almost at least 60 to 70% of the words when I was doing kind of this Thanksgiving word study, it thanks him for his loving kindness. It's it's almost crazy. I mean, there's several psalms that it says it five or six times. Thank you, God, for your loving kindness or you're good. It's amazing. It, it draws us our spirit back into the fact that, God, you are good. My circumstances might be not so good. You are good. Your loving kindness is everlasting, and I don't stray from that. All right? So he, so he, the God set ambushes. I love that, and had, who had come against Judah, and they were routed. I love that. All right, the next one. I did find the first tweet, and it wasn't. It wasn't. It was not. It was not. It was in the Bible. It was not. Whoever came up with that Twitter stuff, the first tweet was actually in the Bible. I found that this week. I'll put it in here. Like a swallow, like a crane, so I Twitter. See. I have no idea what that really means, but it, it went with my sermon, so I liked it. So, like a swallow, like a crane, so I Twitter. I moan like a dove. So same thing. We're getting into this place where my eyes look wistfully to the heights. Lord, I am oppressed. Be my security. What shall I say? For he has spoken to me, and he himself has done it. I will wonder about all the years because of the bitterness of my soul. Okay? Not, a great, not in a great position as, as, so far. 
even though he tweeted, right? So there's a reality that that doesn't always help. Go on to the next one. Oh, Lord, by these things... No, that's it. And it's interesting. I love it when he, he's talking about the bitterness of the soul. And then all of a sudden, O oh Lord, by these things men live. And in all these is the life of my spirit. O oh, restore me to health and let me live. Lo, for my own welfare, sorry. Lo, for my own welfare, I had great bitterness. It is you who has kept my soul from the pit of nothingness. I love that scripture. I mean, do you realize where we're going without him? The pit of nothingness. For you have cast all my sins behind your back. I love this. Verse 18. For Sheol cannot thank you. Death cannot praise you. Those who go down to the pit cannot hope for your faithfulness. It is the living who give thanks to you. Are you you living today? I hope so. Yeah. Y'all still got that turkey stuff going on, right? Got that turkey going. Ain't too much turkey. It is the living who gives thanks to you. Um, as as I do today. A father tells his son about your faithfulness. I love that. The son will surely save me, so I will play my songs on stringed instruments all the days of our life at the house of the Lord. So it's just the reality. I thought I really want to just say it. it is, if you are living, it is the living that gives thanks to him today. And there's a place that I get to do that. Every day I wake up and breathe that first breath, I get to thank God for that. And it is in that living that it... Because there's a reality that bitterness wants to overtake our soul. And I think bitterness, whether it's from circumstances, bitterness from a relationship, that's why I've got... I mean, it was funny. There was, there was quite a few opportunities uh, to overcome this... Uh, uh, Rick and I have been going back and forth, talking and being frustrated a little bit with one another here and there. Uh, the last couple of weeks, you know, um, probably more from my side of anything, but, you know, and, and it was just kind of one of these, like, all right, God, what's going on? Like being frustrated. And it was, I had to take an opportunity to say, God, it was interesting how quick bitterness and frustration can overtake your soul and cause you to forget everything that somebody has walked with you in and through. And I just had to say, God, thank you for Rick. Thank you that you have done an incredible work in him and through him. And that even though I'm frustrated, and it's cool because we're good now. We, 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 that's a relationship. You get to walk through stuff, right? We've been doing it for 20 years, so I should be used to it. But there's a reality that still it comes to that place where yeah, 20 years of your life can be like dropped like that if bitterness and heaviness and frustration, if we allow it to overtake our soul. And in, the, in that place, doesn't doesn't mean I always, you know, there's situations and circumstances that you've been in that, yeah, you don't need to go back and you don't have to live before them every day. But I, I pray that God will get us to that place where we can, God, thank you for your kingdom. Thank you for your your kingdom in them, even though they might not have displayed that to me. Thank you for what, how you created them, how you walk with them. And bless them. Bless them. Even God said to what? Bless our what? Just the people we like? <laughs> Who did he say bless? Our enemies, daggone it. Why did he do that? <laughs> well, I mean, why would I bless somebody that hurt me or bless somebody that 
frustrated me because it gets that bitterness and frustration and stuff off of me, off of my soul. Like that's that's what that's where I've got to get that place to where my soul gives thanksgiving and blessing in the people, even when they frustrate me, even when they hurt me, even when they, you know, like I said, there's a lot that I could say into that. I don't have time, but there's a place that God wants to bring us to where even, even in the midst of hard times of frustrations that we can give thanksgiving unto God, thanksgiving unto people. Because look at this, this little warning I kind of threw in there. This is interesting, Romans 1, because, you know, if you read Romans 1, it's pretty hefty on uh, where things can get to. But I love this. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power, his divine nature has been clearly seen, being understood, understood through what has been made. You could, you could stop and just give thanksgiving into what God has made. I mean, we just passed, I mean, I love, the only thing that I like about winter... This is, this is something that I can thank God about winter because I am a very cold nature person, so this, this is a miserable season for me. Miserable season for me. Did I say that? Miserable? I always wear two layers. I'm usually about four or five, and I'm still cold. It's amazing. I think I judged my wife early on because she used to blare the heat and like drive me crazy, and I think I judged her. Now, now I'm like one to one blaring the heat. I'm like, turn it up. But the reality is, is that, where am I going with that? Good grief. Oh, liked about, yeah, the only thing I liked about winter is that they have incredible, incredible sunrises and sunsets. I think, were, were we talking about that the other day? Some some reason, in the summer, you don't quite get the ones that you do in the winter. I don't know, it's, I don't know, do you remember what it's from? I can't remember. It's It's some technological, probably. You know, whatever science thing, but but anyway, you get it's crisper. That's what I call it. But we, as we were coming over, at, coming over here, you know, a little bit before seven, I mean, I just looked over and it's like the glory of God in the, the sunset. It was just amazing, and being able to give thanks unto that, you could, if I mean, if you just took, I mean, you could take the the best ten thousand pictures of what this earth even has and if you looked at every one of them you'd be like good night really god you are an artist you're an incredible creator you know sometimes we get bored with just the things around here <laughs> you know christiansburg you know i mean but you took all those pictures and that's just the creation that's just the start this is the creator now that we're talking about that i get to give thanks I can give thanks all day long just for the creation itself. I can give thanks to the creation of what I see in you guys. I could take it all day long. But then add that to God? Good grief. We should never run out of opportunity to give thanks. So much to give thanks for. But they're without excuse because of what they've seen. For even though they knew God, and these are people that knew God. This is the, this is the scary thing. Even though they knew knew God, they did they didn't do two things. They didn't honor him as God, and they also didn't do what? Give thanks. Wow. And what happened? They became futile in their speculation or their understanding. They just it became futile. At that point, if you don't give thanks to God and I don't honor him as God, 
What else is left? It's just futile now. And their foolish heart became dark. And that, that is a, that's a scary point. I don't ever want to get to that point. And I know how not to. Give thanks. Honor Him as God. You know, give glory unto His name. Speak and sing His faithfulness. Sing to His to thanksgiving. Sing songs of thanksgiving unto Him. And there's that place that God's saying, "Don't ever get to that place where you're, you're not giving thanks." And I've got. We got to fight that. We got to fight that. Just, I mean, I mean, someone like I said, just as the spiritual discipline of trying to get up and read my word, or you know. Uh, get in the day and pray. I mean, have you ever, you ever thought about that? I'm like, gosh, or, yeah. I mean, I've, even just this this little uh, prayer initiative, 15 minutes of praying for the healing, good night. Really? I mean, somebody can say, it's only 15 minutes, Mitch. But it's amazing. Either how I, either I, you know, I even said it on my phone, but either how I'll forget or how, you know, all of a sudden I'll, you know, I'll say, oh, yeah, it's a reminder. So I start praying, and three minutes later, or well, about 20 minutes later, I realized, good night. I just forgot about what I was doing. <laughs> I was praying for, I know I prayed for five minutes, but I didn't even make it through that. It's amazing how, it, it, unless it becomes that, just that spiritual way of life in our, in our lives. If you are living, give thanks. And the Lord's just been doing that, even just trying to make this spiritual discipline. It is amazing how, but, I, but I'm getting better at it. It's amazing how just the Lord has been able to just take me to that place where I'm like, all right, I'm giving thanksgiving purposefully. And I just put up here this last little thing. And uh, just thanksgiving. Focuses on CJ. Uh, just come play if you want. Just focus, thanksgiving. These are some things that I just encourage you. Focuses on thanksgiving, focuses on what we have and not what we don't have. And I think so many times we get in this place of, man, it's what I don't have that drives me. And it keeps me in this frustrated, never satisfied, ungrate- sometimes an ungrateful place because we get to this place where, you know, I'm, I'm expecting that I should be here and I'm here and so I'm never at peace. I'm never at rest. I'm never in this place of being able to say, contentment of saying god thank you god thank you for the incredible things that you've given me you know i might not be where i'm gonna be or or want to be type thing god i can stop right here and say thanks thank you for the declaration of where i'm at right now and where you're taking me it's amazing how it changes your perspective changes your perspective and that's what god's all into changing our perspective uh focus on what god has done and will do not on what he hasn't done because we get in that place too right we're like well god you had not done that or god you haven't come through there you haven't come through there and then i'm like you know it's amazing how like even i think sometimes even in relationship to healing i can see i, I could probably see a hundred healings and then come to a place where i don't see a healing and person that's close to me or somebody that I've been really battling for and it's amazing I, it's easy to forget that that hundred because of the one it's a cool thing about God he, he sometimes he'll forget the hundred and go for the one right but there's a reality that God's saying don't don't forget 
don't forget about what God, what I've done and what I am going to do. Thanksgiving is in a place where I don't see the healing yet, but I can praise God for it. And I can thank Him for it. That's what I've been practicing. God, thank you for that healing. Thank you for that restoration of that relationship. It's not there yet. It's not fully there yet. Thank you how you're going to walk with us as a church and a body. Thank you for your provision when I don't see it yet. As an individual or as even as a corporate. Thank you, God. I can thank God in the midst of that. We've had to, we've had to do that. Um, focuses on God's character, not our present circumstances. We talked about that in relationship to a uh, gateway to, to magnifying Him and not our circumstances. Focuses on how far we've come in Him, not on how far we have to go. Because you can exhaust yourself with the other. And I think a lot of us don't want to, we get stuck because I don't want to get stagnant. I don't want to get to this place where, you know, I get stuck where I'm at. Because we need to always, we need to vision forward. We need to go forward, definitely. But there's a place that in, in the contentment and this contentment and giving thanks that I can enjoy the se- every season of life. Because I see that, man. We, I see that where, where I'm not content, I'm not giving thanks. I always speak this in relationship to, to my single friends when I'm giving them encouragement, you know, when they're looking forward to a, a friendship or relationship. And I'm like, well, there is a place that, man, I know I totally miss that season of being single in relationship to enjoying God, enjoying the things that He's declaring into me as that individual. I missed, I missed a lot of that season. I missed probably all that season. God's saying you don't have to miss those seasons of life, you know. Because, like I said, when you get married, you look for kids. And when you look for kids, you look to not have kids. And then when you look, and then all of a sudden you're at the end of your life and going, "Wow, I just missed my whole life because I wasn't thankful where I was at and how I could go forward." And then the last one focuses on his heart and not on our worldly reasoning, because worldly reasoning will always try to declare who God isn't and try to declare how God isn't faithful or how worldly reason would show us that well no God isn't who he said he is and that I got to give thanks into who he is who he's declared himself to be not on what worldly reasoning or worldly circumstances have said so there's, there's just this place I, I, I just want to I just want to take, can we just take a few minutes? Can we just practice this spiritual discipline? I know we did it out loud. I just want you to take a few minutes uh, to yourself and to God. And I just want you to begin to just declare these thankfulness, you know, the things that we've declared today. I just want you to declare thankfulness. As BJ plays, just, just thank him. Thank him for, there's so much to be thankful for. I just pray, Lord, right now, I just pray you give us open doors to see, God, just how we can be thankful, how we can declare, how we can see forward. So, Lord, we just want to do that. But just take it. I'm just going to take a few minutes as the DJ plays. And I just want you to declare thankfulness.
pray over this body, God, just for a release, for a release of thanksgiving, that we would not stand on the outer, out beyond the gates. God, we would come into your gates with thanksgiving, God, into your courts, into your presence with praise, God. And that praise would be the fruit of our lips, that sacrifice that's given unto you. It's our spiritual act of worship, Lord. God, we ask in the name of Jesus to be released, Lord, into our body. God, be released in us as individuals, God. But, God, even as a corporate releasing of thanksgiving unto God upon this body, God, that we wouldn't be silent about it, God, that there would be in our... In, the, in our inner rooms, we would declare it and yell it and, and sing it and shout it, Lord. But, Lord, even as a corporate body, God, that we would sing of it, that we would shout, that we would declare it, God, into, unto you, Lord. That we would not hold back, Lord. That it would be a, a place where it is a continual thing. But, Lord, it, it, it would actually be an throughout the day it would be expressed Lord. it would be expressed God, that we would be of expression to those things that you've declared give expression to the things that how you're faithful and how you've walked with us Lord. but Lord we just express that today God thank you Father thank you for your son Lord. thank you for sending your only son thank you for the cross thank you for redeeming our life from nothingness as you declared in your word today Thank you that you've spoken existence into us, God. purpose, and destiny, identity, and life in your spirit, life in you. God, thank you that you have declared that you are a good and faithful God and that you show it day after day after day after day. Thank you that even some of the things that we don't see and haven't seen um, have been hurt from God thank you that God, you are faithful in that God that you empower us not only to overcome by God that you are going to cause all things to, for those cause all things to work for your good and walk for your good and that you're going to overcome to a place of redemption and, and restoration God and God I just pray that some of us have been in that place where that scripture had said Lord that, that things have been stolen and I'm having to redeem it God, I just pray in Jesus' name, God, that we would allow you to do that work, God. Maybe things have been stolen or been frustrated or, or, or broken down and we're trying to build them up and maybe that we're trying to do that out of our own strength. God, I pray that we lay that down. God, we would empower, Lord, you and in thankfulness, God, you will restore, you will build up, you will redeem. So, Lord, I just pray that. I just pray that over this body. Pray that over this body. Just thank you. Bless you. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. Jesus. Amen. So how was that? Long two minutes or three? Okay. Um, sorry, just checking with my wife. She usually has some. Anybody else have anything? Let's just stand. 
we're just gonna close. I'm just gonna ask if I did. I did, I did feel like two things. Um, just to really pray in relationship to if there is kind of like a in relationship to bitterness of your soul, the stealing your ability to give thanksgiving, whether it's unto God or maybe it's being able to thank God for somebody or to bless God for somebody. Um, if that's you, I just encourage you to come and grab some prayer. Don't go out of this place not with the ability to, to respond to the word, which is to what? Give thanksgiving. And if that's you and you need prayer today, we just want to bless you. And I just want, we just want to pray and lay, lay hands on you and pray for you. So that one and the other one that I prayed, I really, when I was going over my notes, that, that one phrase really hit me. That, uh, what I did not steal, I then have to restore. That place. If that's if you're in that place. Maybe you have maybe you have stolen. You're seeing God restore. That's fine. But there, I felt like there was a special call where you feel like, man, it's just an unjust thing because I I didn't steal it, and I'm having to see it restored. The cool part, about, I really believe that Thanksgiving is that bridge that God brings the fullness into that ability for God to just redeem, restore. He's been waiting on us to give thanks. Not, not because He needs it, because we need it. I've just realized, all this, God's already got all the glory. He's already got that. Man, Thanksgiving empowers me and empowers my spiritual life to live in the fullness. All right? So, Lord, thank you for this morning. I just do pray that if those two calls pertain to anybody in here, or just the call of salvation, or if anybody in here is not even a bit, a, a bit not even in the, in the ballpark to give thanks because they don't know you, or we, they can't even go to that scripture, they say that they knew you and didn't give thanks. But, that Lord, they don't know you, so they don't know to give thanks. Lord, if that's somebody in here, God, I just pray, I pray, I pray in Jesus' name for just life to be expressed in that. To realize, God, the very creator, the very beautiful uh, expression of the creator in them needs to come forth in salvation today. So, Lord, I just pray that over anybody that isn't saved in this place or needs to know about this man we call Jesus. But, Lord, I do pray specifically for those other two calls, Lord. If there's anybody in here that that, that bitterness of the soul, the frustration of life, the, the heaviness of life has overcome them to a place that they just really have, or maybe there's certain situation or circumstance that they just can't give thanks. It's just a, it's, it's a block. I just pray right now in Jesus' name that they would come and hear prayer this morning, that that block would be gone in the name of Jesus today. And, Father, for those that or in that situation, maybe they've been stolen from or, and they're having to restore it. Or maybe they're having to, uh, that something's been broken and they're having to build it back up. God, I just I just pray that even in that injustice, God, and feeling unjust, unjustly done, I just pray even in that place, they will be able to give thanks and break off, Lord, that, that, that situation, that circumstance. So, Lord, I just thank you for today. Thank you for 
that you, I just really believe it, God, that you're preparing us to come into the fullness of your presence, of who you are unveiled, God. And we just thank you that part of that is this place of living and growing in the sacrifice of thanksgiving. So Lord, I just pray that impartation today in Jesus' name. Amen. So come get prayer if you need to. And otherwise, have a great week. Thank God for some people out loud this week. Practice that.